song. Hey there and welcome to the second episode of the ukulele video play along podcast. My name is Chris Russell and I'm a teacher who has been making ukulele video play alongs that are available on YouTube for teachers and groups to use and individuals too that would like to practice. Today I thought I would talk about a couple things. First of all, I just have spent a couple of days cleaning up the directory. They are now uh, come to fruition. If you are looking for those sources, feel free to go to my website, ukestuff.info, U-K-E-S-T-U-F-F, ukestuff.info. And if you look at the video playlongs page, you'll find the Google spreadsheets that are public that you can look through. Also, I've decided that for each of these podcasts, if I'm going to be putting them out there, I'll play a different instrument if I have different instruments. And the instrument that you just heard is a Baton Rouge it's their V2-T8 Sun, so it's an 8-string tenor. Uh, in that instrument, the, um, the, it's, it's tuned in normal GCEA ukulele tuning, but has a high G, a low G, so there's that debate of whether you have high G or low G, a high C, and that's a really thin string, and a low C, two E's at the same pitch, or at least they're supposed to be, and two A's at the same pitch. And they're put together in courses of two, and they, you know, I've heard some people complaining about playing an eight string. But generally, if your eight string is set up well, that shouldn't be a problem. It's, you know, no more tension to press down on these than it is any other instrument. Now this one, I, I live in the United States, live in Wisconsin and teach in Minnesota. This one I ordered uh, directly from a, a dealer in the UK, Mark Poo. Is it Pa? I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name, but he's with Stones Music, and uh, he was more than willing to uh, ship one to the United States. And I'm running his company, Jumping Cows Strings, and I like the strings very much that he put on there. And I need to buy another set because at some point, uh, one of these strings will break. Probably that very very high C, which is really skinny, um, but it's got great sound. <laughs> I don't know if I'd really pick it too much, you know, and especially if it's out of tune. And I've got to watch it because, you know, the temperature has been going up and down here in Minnesota. We've had as high as 45 recently, and, and now we're back down to the, to the teens, and, uh, you know, the heat is on in the house and everything. Now, it is a laminate instrument, but it's a really nicely made laminate instrument, and I think they're calling it CITES. Uh, restrictions. Those are the new hardwood restrictions. This one has a walnut fretboard. So I like it very much and I use it in concerts when I'm playing with my students and uh, I also uh, will take it to jams if I just want to be heard. And someone else in our jam group uh, had one delivered too because she liked it so much. So it's a nice way to get into that eight string. Um, has a nice little bowed back and um, not overly expensive, not not cheap, but not overly expensive, and you get a lot for your money with that Baton Rouge. Unfortunately, there's not a dealer in the United States, so if you wanted to get one sent to you or one of the Baton Rouge instruments, you'd probably need to contact Stones Music that can take care of that for you. And by the way, that's not an ad for Stones Music, that's just who I happen to get it from, so that's why I'm talking about it. I wanted to talk about a couple other things, too. Oh, by the way, the, the little song intro that I played was written by Mark. Uh, the owner of Stone's music, he calls it Snowden Symphony, and uh, I hope I did it justice today. Uh, it's it's all basically chord melody, um, and you just 
play different chords. So I've even been working on writing that out. In fact, I have that part written out, but I think there's another part that I need to add to it. Okay, a couple of things. Um, as I was going through the lists, uh, it's surprising how many songs have been added in the last month. To think that a year ago uh, it was basically just Dr. Reese and Dr. A and maybe Kevin Way, maybe Chris Gilbert making some videos um, early on, and we were lucky if we had a total of 100 videos, and now we've got 460 videos. That's, that's pretty fantastic. I did notice that uh, one copyright holder pulled the copyright uh, use to their song. And unfortunately, it was one of the uh, starter songs that a lot of the teachers use that only has one chord. I won't talk about the song or the or the copyright holder, but that's just too bad because, again, uh, as far as I know, nobody is making money off of these videos. We're just putting them out there and using them in our classrooms. So that happens from time to time. I've also, in fact, today I was looking at my directory and there was one song that I hadn't made public, even though I'd listed it. And I don't think I'd made it public because it had some viewing restrictions in other countries. Well, that was uh, a play-along for the Game of Thrones uh, theme. I did that last spring when Game of Thrones was on. And uh, we won't see Game of Thrones, I think, again for another year or so. Uh, at, the, at this point, it is March 6, 2018. And I don't think we're expecting to see new episodes of Game of Thrones for another year. But I just thought it'd be kind of fun to put that as a play-along. I think it uses E minor, if I remember right. But that one did not have rights in all places, but now it does. And that's happened with another song, too. Uh, I believe it was um, Havana by Camila, Camila Cabello. And there's a couple versions of those out there, too. I know Chris Gilbert made a version of that. But originally that one was restricted. And then I went back and looked, and they had just removed the restrictions and made it again. You are welcome to use this song, but any income... You can't, um, you can't monetize it, and any income ads go back to the copyright holder, which is what we're all about. That's what it's all about. It's their music, but uh, we just want to share it with others and let others enjoy it and play along with it. That's kind of the whole goal. So um, just wanted to share those couple of thoughts with you. Um, also wanted to talk about, let's see, I added, just in the last couple days, I added pearly shells in two different keys, kind of the traditional Hawaiian not really in Hawaiian, but a song from Hawaii and or written about Hawaii one way or another that's been kind of adopted by that, that culture. And that one worked out pretty well. Uh, a couple uh, surprises there uh, in the middle of, um, I think it's in the key of Tremor Key it's in. Anyway, there's, there's, um, there's a surprise uh, dominant of a dominant so, uh, as, like for example, E7 going to C, when C is really uh, the dominant of F. So maybe you're in the key of F or something like that. So instead of uh, a normal progression that you'd expect F, B flat, and C, it ended up being uh, a G7 to C7 to F. Which, by the way, um, that dominant of a dominant to dominant to the tonic, uh, 5 of 5 to 5 to 1, is that very traditional Hawaiian kind of vamp, um, if I can do it right, Hawaiian D7 to G7 to C. So they go. And that is used uh, in, as a vamp 
and I've actually heard it in a couple of the songs there. I uh, also heard a, a speaker from Hawaii talk about those vamps, so very much stylistically true in pearly shells as well. The last thing I wanted to cover today, it's going to be a short podcast, but that's okay. It's just an opportunity to share some thoughts about what's going on, is talking a little bit about how I use these videos. And with the spreadsheets, I've been tracking which chords are used. Uh, in the, the version that you see on the website, it just has a list of the chords that are there. I have another one where I've actually created a checkbox for every chord that's played. And I've been tracking how many times each chord is used. And it kind of goes like this. Uh, C is by far the number one used chord, then G, then F, then G7, think then A minor, and it kind of goes on from that. So what I do is I, I focus on each one of those chords. Now again, when you only have one chord, your number of songs is pretty limited, although our, there are a few that we've kind of cobbled together that are a one chord C song, and that's a really important first lesson, by the way, is that you don't try to introduce five chords in one sitting um, and try to expect people to walk away from that. It, they just won't. But what you can do is introduce one chord or two chords at the max, and then play a bunch of songs that use those chords, songs that they know, and then, of course, the, the, the secret with the ukulele video play-alongs is that people will sing even while not thinking about it. So even if they're shy about singing, generally they'll start uh, singing along. Um, not always, but, but generally, and, and that works out pretty well. But so, you know, and that allows you the opportunity to move around the room while your video is playing to make sure that students are playing C, um, avoiding other strings, playing with the fingertip rather than the flat part you know by the pad of the finger um, that's something that comes later for like a for like a bar chord you know like B flat you'd use the flat part of your finger but certainly not C um, yeah, you gotta be careful about being over dogmatic about what fingers used where it's all about practicality right but generally you also want them starting off playing C with the with the ring finger as we say, finger three. Although, you know, you'll see some kids that play with a pinky, and there's times to play with a pinky. There's a couple songs mm -hmm. that if you don't play C with a pinky, uh, you find yourself uh, in trouble with the next chord. So it, it, it's all practicality, but anyway, so you start with C, and you just kind of go, and I've, I've done that for a, a number of weeks now. I see my students every other day for 46 minutes, generally. And uh, what we've been doing is I've been playing a video, a historic video, or a ukulele related video every day and there's a ton on YouTube great things to show then we do some single note stuff and I've been using again a method book or a method approach that's being used by Paul Marchese who's a music educator in Illinois and I've been modifying his content a little bit too uh, and again that's using the colored strings by Akila and DR also makes a set of colored strings I have one set of those on our instruments too. But then you're teaching individual notes um, and a little bit of music literacy in addition to just playing chords. And uh, it's been a little bit of trial error with that, but I've kind of backed off a couple things. Uh, we were introducing a bunch of different rhythmic ideas at the same time as introducing different notes and different strings. And um, you could smell the the smoke of the brains in the room afterwards because they were just burning that they couldn't handle that. So I've stepped back some of the rhythmic difficulty for now 
and just been focusing on playing different notes and recognizing those notes and that's been pretty successful. I would not say that my students are ready to play like in an ensemble with individual notes yet, but but they're going that way. So so that's been good. And then we spend the rest of our time generally um, we introduce a chord or we review the chord that we've learned. And then I've been making, and these are available also on ukestuff.info, I've been making some just skill drills. So I take away the songs that they know and I just ask them to play chords at a certain time. And some of this goes back to, um, there's a, a fellow who's been making um, like a, a boot camp. And if you look on, again, um, my website at ukesf.info in the video playlongs, there's actually a, a ukulele skill drill deal. But the idea is you practice playing. So the it, it usually is a sequence of chords, and they start off with playing, you know, one every four beats. Four. The next time they play one every two beats. And then I usually slow the tempo down just a little bit, and then it becomes one every beat. And when I do some grading, what I do is I ask uh, students to play those and choose whether they're going for the slow one, the medium one, or the fast one. Um, and then they're graded accordingly, the maximum of a C, B, or an A. And that's been pretty successful too. So, and, and we're a one-on-one iPad school, so students are able to take a video of themselves playing and submit it. And our classroom management system is Schoology, so students can actually uh, see a rubric that I've created, and then I can grade them on a rubric. And I just, I keep it pretty loose. I keep either meets expectations, partially meets, or does not meet expectations. And um, so that's been pretty good. I can always drop an example of that rubric on the website. Please feel free to contact me. I think the email address is on the ukestuff.info website, and you can do that. So that's kind of the way that it goes. And then after we do the skill drill, we just go music. And I have not been doing the same songs over and over and over again. I think I do at the beginning, especially when there's only like three or four different songs for like C alone. But once we get into C and F, basically we don't have to keep doing the same songs over and over and over again because there are 460 songs to choose from. And what I do is I look to see what songs have all of the previous chords that they've learned or have previous chords they've learned plus the new chord. And then I kind of arrange them. So if it's a song that only has three chords, I put that early in the sequence. And then the songs that have eight chords or nine chords that goes last in the sequence before we add the next chord the next day or we spend a couple days on songs. And generally there are at least 10 songs for every category. Now my students uh, get kind of bossy about songs that they don't know and they just want to play songs that they know and like and that's a real challenge you do want them to play some songs that they like but they also need to develop the ability to play songs that may not be their favorite i mean that's part of life too you know sometimes you're in the car and you're driving somewhere and somebody else has control of the radio so that's been a real interesting process so I've graded both their individual playing of individual notes and their individual playing of chords. And um, again, we only really focus on ukulele for the middle part of the year. And then the other two parts of the year, we sing uh, choral songs or unison songs that use ukulele as accompaniment, although I've been adding some other parts or using 
other types of tracks along with them playing ukulele. And in the spring concert, I do ask some students to play with me. They have to prove that they can play the chords. And then they come and play along with me as we have an accompaniment and the choirs sing. In the holiday concert, I haven't been able to do that, but I may be able to next year if the seventh graders who will be eighth graders are advanced enough. So we'll see where that all goes. And we do occasionally pull out the ukuleles uh, throughout the rest of the year. And the other thing that I do like to do is I upload a link to those files that we're practicing in Schoology into a separate folder and say, please, you know, these are the songs we're working on. Feel free to practice at home. And it's surprising how many kids either buy a ukulele or check one out of the library. We have 13 that we have for our students that uh, were $29 uh, from any of this last summer. It was just a weird sale and they were Sopranos, and they came with a wonderful case, a little camp ukulele, and they were $29 a piece. And we had some money in a booster account, and we bought 13 of them right away. And um, so we have those that students can check out and practice with too, which is pretty nice. So students can practice those at home, but down the road, we can also have a day where it's a loose day, or for example, you have a snow day, and then you don't want the other class to get ahead of the other one. You can actually stop and say, okay, Look at our, and I think it's really close to 140 songs we've been playing over the last, or that we've played over the last 10 weeks or so. What songs do you like to play? And you take suggestions and you just play through them on a day, which also makes it kind of fun. So, and those those days, you know, they're they're all picking out songs that they all like. Although not everybody likes every song, and that's that's a lesson to learn too. So that's just kind of how I've been using the songs. It's turning into a really cool sort of method approach. And uh, again, the secret is that they're still singing and they're becoming independent musicians that can study whatever music they want to with the instrument that they've learned and they can sing their own music, which again, as a choral teacher, nobody ever gave me that direct gift anywhere along the process. Uh, they taught me voice, they taught me tuba, I sang in choirs, I played in band and orchestras, but the idea of actually singing by myself never really happened. But that's a gift I can give my middle schoolers. If I was teaching high school, I could give my high schoolers, I could give my college kids. And you can do anything from classical to uh, some of the pop stuff. Hip-hop and rap may still be a little bit of a stretch. But who knows? Who knows? Somebody's going to come along and they're going to do it. Now before I leave, again, just always want to remind you that I do have a Patreon page. We do not make any money off of the videos that we post. Um, unless there are own videos and there's advertising. So if I do some instructional videos, for example, how to play a C chord or something like that, that we might earn revenue from. I'm still waiting for, for approval from that from, from YouTube. They're about three months behind. Um, otherwise, if you're interested in contributing to this process, I don't have anything for sale, at least not yet, but I do have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash cjrphd. That's my initials, CJR, PhD for the doctorate that I hold. And there you can become a uh, subscriber or a, pat a patron to my Patreon page. And, you know, a dollar or two would be greatly appreciated. And one of the goals that I want this summer for the ukulele side of things is to make a, again, I talked about this in the last podcast, but one of my goals is to make a Google slide presentation for every chord that I introduce in the sequence that I, I offer. And those are things that I probably won't make available just on the general ukestuff.info website. By the way, you can also find me at techandmusiced.com and I have contact information there. 
And of course, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash ukulele tenor. And again, that's because I play ukulele and I am a tenor singer, as well as playing tuba. And uh, that's kind of what I do as a music teacher and as a musician and as a dad and everything else. One of my great joys every day is uh, we have a tradition every night of singing Jesus Loves Me Before My Boys Go to Sleep. And um, every night I bring up the ukulele and we sing and play together. And that's kind of a, kind of a special time. Is, is they're, still, uh, they're still nine and five, although the five-year-old turns six in just a few days. So thanks again for listening to the podcast. Hopefully this uh, is helpful to some of you. It's certainly easier and quicker to do than, than writing a blog post. And you can cover a bunch more topics. And I'll leave you just with a, just a couple more chords from the Baton Rouge it's again the model is the V2-T8 Sun. Mm-hmm.